Welcome to You Gotta See This Movie, a podcast about two guys who love to talk about movies as well as talk about the deeper things that make these stories more than just a movie. I'm Michael, and always there is Jim. How's your week going? Good. Really good. Just wrapped up 4th of July. Yeah. What was your big 4th of July movie? Jaws. Of course. And I think it's yours too. It's mine, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I watch it every July 3rd. It's my my Fourth of July Eve movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I've got little kids and they're terrified of the shark, and I yeah. can't watch it in front of them. So gotta wait for them to go to bed. Okay. Yeah. We always watch uh, Johnny Tremaine, the Disney film, one of the lesser known Disney films yeah. about the Boston Tea Party and the Revolutionary War. It's really good. Yeah. And it's America then, right there. It's America right there. Mm-hmm. And then of course Jaws. Of course. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, and, and of course, uh, The Greatest American Fourth of July, which I don't think you've seen yet. I know, I know. Every, I, I, I just need to not wait. I need to watch it now. You need to watch it now, And yeah. then put it in my Fourth of July rotation, because yeah. I hear it's amazing. Yeah, it's uh, American Playhouse, probably done 80s, 1980s, mm-hmm. uh, Gene Shepard's stories. Which is Christmas, 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 sto- Christmas Story. Christmas Story. So it's Gene Shepard's version of... His family celebrating the Fourth of July. All right, great. All right, I'm, I I gotta watch. You it. gotta watch it. I gotta see oh, it. Yeah. So, all right. So I have a question for you. Now that we're in summer, uh, this is a big time for movies, big time for blockbusters, right? So according to Entertainment Weekly, what do you think are? They made a list of the thirty best summer blockbuster movies of all time. Now, I'm not talking about summer movies. I'm talking about like just blockbuster movies that were released in the summer. Okay. So uh, they have a list of 30. I'll tell you what the last one was. Number 30 is Rambo 2, First Blood. So yeah, Rambo, First Blood 2. Well, how far back does it go? Well, I guess it's goes to the beginning of the blockbuster sort of thing, yeah. right? So you're not, it's not like something from the 40s, obviously, Correct. right? Yeah. So if you were to guess what the top five were, of this list. What do you think they are? Okay. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, that's that's on the list. Yep. Not top five though? It, yeah, it's top five. Okay. Yeah. Star Wars. Which one? Uh the first one. Number four. Okay. New Hope. New yep. Hope. That's on the list. Yeah. That's always the first one. Mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. it's always gonna be the first one. Uh E. T. Not not top five. Back, no. back to the future? No, not, that's not. not that doesn't, it doesn't seem like a top fiver. Okay, we didn't need Indiana Jones. So I will tell you this. You said Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? Yeah, I said Raiders. So that that is number five. Oh, wow. And then you said uh, Star Wars New Hope. That is number two. Jaws. Jaws has to be on there, right? Jaws is number one. Wow. Mm-hmm. Two more. Two more. <sighs> two more. And one I don't think you're going to get. This, you're, it's probably not even on your radar. Summer blockbuster. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Give me a hint. Uh, Spielberg. You're going to kick yourself when you're like, oh, yeah. I mean. I already said E.T. Uh, Poltergeist? No, that was too. That's not real blockbuster. Oh, man, yeah, you're really going to kick yourself with this one. I'm really going to kick myself. All right, well, let me give you uh, the other one that I didn't think okay. you were going to get. It's a comic book movie. Okay. Um, Superman. No. The 77 Superman. Or no. the seven, uh, Christopher Reeve uh, Superman. No. Star Dark Trek. Knight. Star Trek. <laughs> Dark Knight. Star Trek. No, Dark Knight. Yeah. Mine is still stuck in the 80s. Big time. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. All right. And the last one, that one that you didn't get. The uh, Spielberg Dark Knight, one? Dark Knight number four. The Spielberg movie that you did Wait, not. Wait, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Give me yeah. another hint. Give me another hint. Because I'm going to kick myself. I got to at least have an opportunity to guess it even with hints. Okay, so I said Spielberg... Um. Uh, I Goonies. Close? No, Am I close? No, you're not. You know, oh, wait, hang no, on. No, robots. Does me, it have robot, you, robots. Let me give you a hint. Does it have Spielberg robots? directed it. Directed it, and he directed the sequel because he had so much fun making the first one. Jurassic Park. Oh, that's right. Jurassic Park number three. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. That was my big summer movie, man. Like when that movie came out. You could have said like monsters or something or like lizards. Then I would have got it. Spielberg. 
Should have been enough. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I make the connection. Let me see the DVD. Let me see the let me see the, the thing. The the VHS. VHS. Yeah, I guess it is Steven so when Spielberg. I think, right? yeah, when I think when I, I think Jurassic Park, I don't think Steven Spielberg. When I think of summer blockbusters, I think Spiel, I think this movie. This was the movie that I can remember, like you know, the heat of the day, walking into the the cinema plex, smelling the popcorn, and you're about to sit down and watch Jurassic Park. So I'm feeling the air conditioning of the movie. Yeah, so I totally all right. When I think summer blockbuster, I immediately go to Star Wars. I go to Jaws and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, cool. All right, all right. Well, let's get in today's movie. So, Jim, what is the movie that we gotta see? The Iron Giant. Iron Giant. Is this the first animated movie we've done? I think it is. It is. It's our first one. Wow. Probably not our last. But, Probably not our last. Yeah. Well, we'll see how this goes. But anyways, yeah. what's Iron Giant? Iron Giant, 1999. Mm-hmm. Uh, the synopsis. A young boy befriends a giant robot from outer space that a paranoid government agent wants to destroy. Mm-hmm. Kent Mansley. Kent? Mansley. Mansley. All right. So if we were to just to summarize this thing in a nutshell, Iron Giant, I mean, it's basically <laughs> E.T. meets Superman. Um... Boy in the fifties. Et meets Superman. I mean, you know, kind of. Okay, I'll I'll go with it. Yeah, boy in the fifties. We're right. in the we're in the the atomic age. We're in the Cold War age, and you know, this giant robot comes from space, lands or crashes. He doesn't mm-hmm. land. Crashes. Uh, the boy finds him. Of course, there's this whole like you know terrifying is. It, scary thing befriends the giant teaches the giant iron giant um you know how to to do all sorts of things there's comedy there's you know he picks him up and does the twirly twirly i mean everything that you can do as a boy thinking if i had a giant robot on my side what would i make him do be fun stuff but of course there's a government and you got the you know the cold war hysteria because they don't know if this if this giant was sent by the russians and uh, trying to kill the giant or capture it. And basically, you know, it's the whole story of, of if it's different than us, if it's not us, let's kill it. But the boy tries to save it. And then eventually the town gets saved because, well, we'll get into that later, but giant saves the town. That's it. The boy keeps saying... He's a good, good giant. He's a, He's good a nice giant. giant. He's a nice giant. And the, and the government wants to kill him. Wants to kill him. Yeah. It's your, it's your, your typical story. So let's, let's talk about, uh, so Brad Bird, what do you know, Brad Bird? Okay. When, first off, you say Brad Bird, I'm like, I'm in. Cause I, I yeah. love his stuff. Mm-hmm. The Incredibles is incredible. Love Iron Giant. Um, I'm trying to think a lot of, a lot of Pixar uh, projects, mm-hmm. um, but I think he's brilliant story storytelling, uh, just you know the writing, the directing, just I mean everything's really good. Um, his animation yeah. style, yeah, is really good. Yeah, what well, is this, is it his animation style or is it just his storytelling more? Well, because I know him too from <clears throat> from Tomorrowland, which. Which I found interesting. It wasn't a big success, but I did like mm-hmm. the story and, and the way that went. So this, I mean, his. I think you see his style in this movie. I mean, you don't really see it in Incredibles because it's like a Pixar thing. But, um, but but you, you, just based off of watching, um, like I watched a documentary on him, on his start and what he liked about animation and what got him excited. Mm-hmm. You, like, you know, this was, um, even though he had different designers for the robot, but it was definitely, definitely his like overall vision for the movie. Um, yeah, he's very, he's very retro, mm-hmm. um, family, um, nostalgic, in, you know, in the things that he does, yeah. you know, you look at the Incredibles, it's, you know, it's superheroes of the sixties and then all this and all the style that goes yeah. along with it. And this is, you know, this is 19 late 1950s. So did you, did you, did you watch 
I don't know if that you know your physical media copy has this uh like a little documentary on him. Did you do you know his no. story? No. So he, tell he, me his story. Do you really not know? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. I mean, I know about him, but I know. So if I, a story. I guess he was like Disney's like Wonder Kid. Okay. And as a as a kid, he submitted um, a movie that he made, and in Disney loved it. They brought him in. They, he like got this intern at a really young age. Okay. What what time period was this then? I this is uh, this is when uh, I don't know the exact time period, but I do know it. It's when he's when he's interning. It's like all the classic Disney animators. Um, man, there was one name he mentioned. I can't think of it off my head. Probably like Ollie Johnson. and. Uh, uh, but it was the big ones. It was yeah. like the big ones that did Jungle Book. Yeah. You know, all his classic guys, the heroes, Yeah, his heroes. And he got to work with them and like got to learn from them. And, and, he, and there was one guy that was just like a real, and I forgot the name. It, yeah. Uh, McCall? Yeah. He was kind of like a like you know a tough guy to to work with, but he said he thrived in it. He loved it. He loved working with him. And um, but yeah, so he's got like this like Disney backing. Goes to Cal Arts, uh, you know, with all that you know Disney backing and scholarship money. Yeah, and, and he when, was and he was there with like Tim Burton. Yeah, um, I think of some of the other people that were there. Yeah, big all these, names that all were these there, big yeah. names and legends now. Yeah. But then when he goes back to work for Disney, all those guys retired and now he's working with all these like second rate animators that just, you know, they're pretty much putting up crap. You know, there's like a period of where like there were just crap Disney movies, animated movies that, and he just basically got fired from his job because he, he, he was still the old school way and all these new animators were like trying to do new things. So was it the animation time period when they were doing like, like 101 Dalmatians and, and like the rescuers? Cause I know they kind of switched the way they did things where it was, they, they did like a Xerox process where they were, were like a lot of the line, the, the, when they do, do the cell animation, yeah. it was really scratchy and very sketchy. And they, and they kind of figured they can, they can do, they can run off the cells as more of a Xerox, like on the transparency and then mm-hmm. go back and color them in. It has a different style I, I, to it, I, it but does. it's different. And, and I know one of the things he learned from, from a call from that, from that guy was like, don't ever trace, let your animation be your animation. And that he said that always stuck with him. Hmm. Um, but, but I, I just think, think about like how cool that be to learn from your heroes yeah. Go to school, know that you're going to come back and work with your heroes. And then all of a and sudden they're gone. They're, gone, they're, they're gone, retired. Yeah. And you got all these like, you know, second rate guys telling you what to do. Yeah. And yeah, eventually he got, got let go, fired, didn't know what he was going to do with his life. And and then that's when Iron Giant kind of came into his life. Um, where he started the, kind of that process. I mean, I think he, I think he went to work for the Simpsons after that, but, um, but just fast, it's a fascinating story, really uh-huh. cool story. Um, yeah, so Iron Giant's Warner Brothers. So obviously he went and mm-hmm. got connected with them to do this movie. Yeah, but but yeah, I, I dig I dig him. I to me, I think he makes he made the second best Mission Impossible movie. Yeah, you know? that's right. I really I like Mission Impossible. I like J.J. Abrams a little bit better, but uh, the Ghost Protocol one that he made was really good. So yeah. No, I love love Brad Bird. Hope to see more from him. Yeah, he's a guy that I always hear he's like incredibly difficult to work for. I think he just has a high standard. But yeah, because he has a high standard. Mm-hmm. He has such an incredibly high standard that he's in, makes it difficult to work for. Yeah. It's like you think you've achieved what he wants, and if he doesn't want it, he's going to let you know, no, it's not right. Yeah. No, that's not good enough. No, we need to do this again. And, you know, he just keeps beating it and beating it and beating it until it comes up just perfect. Okay, yeah. And that's how I feel about this movie. I just think it's mm-hmm. perfect. Yes. I mean, every every shot, you know, every line, it's just so good. Yeah. 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 Every right character. Right. What I like about this this movie too is the the voice acting is really good. Yeah. Like the actors they got for them. Uh there's uh because obviously there's like this it's a town in Maine. So you got like grizzled old fishermen. And I felt like they got like the the trifecta of grizzled old men uh, in that time uh, that 
uh, James Gammon. He was like the, I don't know if you ever seen Major League, but he was the, the coach in Major League. He's got a really distinct voice. And uh, Emmett Walsh is in it. I think he was the fisherman that, that gets caught in the very in the beginning. Oh, okay, yeah. And he comes in and tells the story. Yeah. And then uh, the colonel, uh, God, what was his name? John Mulaney? Is it? No. Uh, John Mahoney from Frasier. Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. I know who that is. Yeah. Um, well, really... I, yeah, I immediately picked up on Harry Connick Jr. for Dean. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Dean's the coolest. I love Dean. Yeah. Yeah. And he has a very distinct, smooth, you know, hep. Hip voice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but by far my favorite is the villain, Mansley. Yeah. Christopher McDonald. Yeah. He's I think great. that guy is hilarious. He's one of the most underrated character actors, I think, out there. And if if they made and another question I want to ask you later, if they ever made like a a true like live action version, because I know people have asked for that for years. Yeah. An act, a live action version of the Iron Giant. Like I could not, they they would still have to go with him. He could play Mansley, uh, even in live action. Yeah, I would uh, love to see a a shot for shot. Don't change any of the dialogue. Yeah, see, that's the thing. That's the thing. You can't change any of the they dialogue. Would, they would do that. Don't change any of the shots. Just do a live action version. Mm-hmm. You can do that. You can do the digital thing for the giant. You know, you can do all that. And, and I was watching, and I think the only only scene that you would actually have to change is when the giant jumps in the pool in the in the lake and dean dean in his chair gets lifted up and floats into the middle of the street which is hilarious and it's perfect and it works great for an animated film but it's cartoony yeah it's a cartoony yeah yeah and i think that's that's the only scene everything else you can just you can do straight you go straight shot for shot shot for shot line for line and you'd be good to go yeah if I had stupid money, I'd pay to have that done. <laughs> Someday we might have stupid money. But then who would you get to play? Well, you get. Uh, I'd get like the boy. You can't get the boy because he's he's probably yeah yeah he's like he, a man he's, now. He's a man now. Oh, <laughs> right? uh, you just get some random boy. Vin yeah. Diesel would still have to still do the voice, for, which I thought was weird yeah. because I mean, how much of that was really him? It was just so, you know, digitally modified. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, who played Dean? I don't know. Is Harry Connick Jr. still around? Nah, he's too old. Too old. I guess someone young and hip, right? Young and hip. I don't know any new young and hip people. Yeah, I don't know. Miles yeah. Teller, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe they should not. They should just leave it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. But I just, yeah, I, I want to see. Oh that. well, you know what they can do is they can just keep the soundtrack. Yeah. And then people can like lip sync their parts that's true to the, to <laughs> i just want to see a live action that robot like going through the town yeah because oh, that, that's another thing about this film that i love so much is that the shots like it's an animation obviously and and you know you're not setting up a camera but yet it's still so somatic cinematically perfect yeah and i think that's that's brad bird and yeah. he, he really dials in each shot each camera angle what you're gonna see and it's just yeah um, everything looks so good. It's like, you know, I said, you're going to go live action with it. Well, the thing with animation that just, is that you can design the shot. You can design mm-hmm. the scene. You can make it look exactly like how you want to. You're yeah. not limited to, you know, locations and, you know, crew budgets and that, you know, that, that sort of thing. So, yeah. But I just, yeah, like the, the, the shadows, like him standing in the trees or... All sorts of things. Like one of my favorites is just how it because it looks it looks like it would be film is when the the army's driving away and they're like oh you know there's nothing here it was a hoax but the they see the giant standing in the town in the rearview mirror I thought that that, that that's just a cool shot yeah. you know and they're like oh no there is something there like wasn't there a minute ago and the giant had so much weight to him you felt mm-hmm. you felt his his. Uh just the weight of, you know, when he's going through the scene and yeah. the ground shaking and the earth. Well, yeah, do you thinking. think, do you think he was hollow? No, he was solid. You think he was solid? Yeah, when he sat down, it was like, boom, when he hit the ground yeah. and everything shook. Yeah. You know? The only thing that's kind of weird, though, is you see him towering over the trees, but yet he was able to fit in the barn. <laughs> I mean, I know he was yeah. sitting down, but how big is a barn? Like 20 um, feet tall, 30 feet tall, and he was bigger than that. 
right? Cartoon magic, man. Yeah, that would that might be kind of tricky. Yeah, but all right. Well, what do you, what? I mean, is there any like specific scenes that you like, or what? 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 What do you geek out about this movie about? Well, the one thing I like is that it, it's kind of like a, your classic 1950s sci-fi movie. They don't try to explain where he came from. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just he's here now. Okay. Yeah. And it's the story of the people and and uh, you know what happens while he's there. I mean, he's, he's you know he's eating cars and metal and and that sort of thing. Um, you know, they don't try to get in any sort of sort of scientific uh, like I said, explanation mm-hmm. as to what's going on. So that's kind of cool. It seems like a lot of old uh, 50s sci-fi movies it was just like. There's a creature. Where'd he come from? I don't know, but he's causing trouble. He's, you know, killing yeah. people or whatever. Um, so that's one thing I like. Uh, yeah, there's just a giant. He's just, I don't know. I don't know. What, what's the thing that, that sticks out? Did to you here? see this in the theater? No, I don't think so. I didn't either. No. Because I was, I was 18 when this came out. So I was like, yeah. you know, watching adult. I'm like, I can see rated R movies now. Or. I was watching Star Wars for like Phantom Menace for the eighth time. Yeah. And it just kind of completely flew by me. But I remember renting it. Actually, I don't remember renting. It. I remember uh, a friend renting it and then kind of being forced to watch it. And then just thinking like, wow, this is, this was this amazing. Is really good. Yeah. I don't remember what I, I'm sure it was a rental. Maybe it was a recommendation from yeah. somebody. I don't know. Yeah. I bet, but like you said, like just the, the whole 1950s, um, you know, post-war hysteria. Yeah, and it was uh, like in Sputnik, you know. It, yeah. op- it opens with Sputnik, you know. I think that's what grabbed me originally yeah. when I first, you know, saw this movie. And I didn't know anything about the movie, but knowing that it was in that time frame, I'm like, oh, okay, this is this is cool. This is interesting. And People are just starting to get, mm-hmm. like, interested in, like, you know, space, yeah. other things out there. And I actually think I didn't start watching this from the beginning because for the longest time, I didn't know that the giant came from space. I thought he was just found. Oh. So, yeah. so I think for, for, for a while I, I had no clue that he's actually from another planet. And yeah. so that's why I said like Superman, because there's a lot of similarities with, with the giant and Superman. And obviously, you know, he says the thing at the end, but, uh, but, but you know, Coming from, you know, the planet. Actually, because question. They, well, they reference it like he is like Superman. Okay, so yeah. the, I didn't know this. So I was reading up on this. But when you watch this, is there a scene um, where he has a nightmare? Where the giant has a nightmare? No. Okay, so the one, the version I have, I guess I watched a different version. There's a scene. They put it in the movie as if you're just watching it. Where the giant goes to sleep, and this is, and and he has a vision of his planet. Is it like like a uh, like an outtake or something on one of the DVDs? Or something? I don't know. I don't I'm know, but it's in the see. version okay. I have. Yeah. Um, and it's a it's a really good scene, but it shows what he is, and he's having a nightmare, and he's just one of a thousand robots, and there's giant war on this futuristic planet, and it, basically the planet gets destroyed. So wow, he, yeah, so, that, that really would have changed how the movie played out because I yeah. think it's you know in the in the you know in the end when he when he starts when he turns into that weapon that mm-hmm. that is what he really is. So that's what that I was, was a big shocker. Like whoa, yeah. You, well, yeah. So you don't if you watch it that way, you don't see you don't see him as a weapon. You just see the robots marching. Oh, okay. And then you see the planet getting destroyed, and then you see him like going so that's like like superman like he was part of a doomed planet already gets sent to you know earth has superpowers and you know has the government chasing him so i'm like wow that that's a lot like superman you know it's funny i never i never with a lot of movies you want to like create a backstory in Mm -hmm. your mind as to like who what why where what's going on what would the sequel be what would the prequel be I never, I've never done that with this movie. Okay. So you just always like, I've always just like, it's a robot from space. It's a robot from space. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I never, I never went that way. Now that yeah. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. It's like, you could, you could tell an amazing, you could have a prequel and you could have a sequel, but mm-hmm. there's no, there's no need to. 
Yeah, no. And and I I don't know. I watched that last night and I've I because I get the copy that I have, I watched it a bunch and and it was I was looking something up for today's podcast on, on YouTube and it kept coming up like deleted scene, deleted scene. I'm like, that's not deleted. I'm like, oh, maybe there's more to it. And I watch it. I'm like, no, I watched that last night. Huh. And then I realized like, oh, I might, I might have a, a different edition. Um, so yeah, you'll have to check it out. But um, in my mind, I'm just like, maybe it's like our earth. And those were the Terminators. <laughs> He's just <laughs> a very advanced Terminator. And that's just how that all wraps up. Yeah. But, uh, um, but yeah, so it, it goes into just the idea of what was his purpose and I mean, you, you get, you, you kind of figure that out in, in watching the movie when, you know, he becomes like that weapon and that gun, you know, but, uh, but then you really see in that, I guess in that night, because what it is, it's like, it's almost as if he has PTSD because that scene takes place right after the deer scene. Um, so it like triggers something, it in triggers him. something yeah. in him and, you know, and, and he sees the, trigger you know the the guns that guns kill and uh and then you know he talks about like a soul and stuff which is very heavy stuff like that yeah it's you know i know it's a kid's movie but but man it's it's good good stuff and and yeah he then he lays down in the junkyard to go to sleep and he starts having these dreams but the dreams get uh because dean's sitting in his living room they get transferred to the television so he could see it Oh, that's weird. Oh, I got to see this now. Um, and then like all of a sudden he, when he wakes up, like things go, you know, like electricity and stuff. Oh, dang. So I'll just see if I can find that. Oh yeah. That's it's crazy. on YouTube. Definitely. Definitely check it out. So the um, giant, when he get, he, he lands and he crash lands. Well, we don't know if it's a crash or that was just his vehicle and how he got to earth. And then, then he gets the dent in his head and we kind of figure that's, that's the disconnect in him mm-hmm. that, that turns off his his weapon side of his him. kill bot, his kill. Yeah. His kill bot. Right. Yeah. So now he's, so now he's basically an AI. He's like mm-hmm. this artificial intelligent. Well, we assume unless there's a, cre- yeah. unless there's a creature inside of him, but I don't, don't want to go there. So <laughs> it's like a little, little alien control. Yeah. So he says, yeah. so yeah, his, his kill, his kill switch is turned off and now he's, and he's, you know, he's sentient. Is that the right word? And he's like this, He's like a kid. He kind of thinks for himself. Yeah. He thinks for himself and he's he's kind mm-hmm. and he just he has no He's learning. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like, yeah, it's like a little kid. Learning through Hogarth. Yeah. Yeah. Which Hogarth. That's a name. He eats it up. Right? Hogarth. Like what was like, oh, I need to think of a boy name. No, not Billy. Not Jack. Hogarth. Yeah. Yeah. He must have like an uncle or cousin. Yeah, it's got to be something like that. He's paying homage to, but yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and I think I think that's really cool because now and again, that's what I said. ET meets Superman because the same thing with ET. He's learning the world through the eyes of the boy, and and same thing with that robot. Even though the boy wants to do all the fun stuff, he's still teaching him. I guess ET yeah. Superman. I well, it's because it's not Earth. It's not. It's not an Earth thing. It's a thing from an space. Extraterrestrial. And it's an extraterrestrial. Yeah. Are there any other robots? And it's a boy movie? that finds it and hides it from his yeah, mom. Yeah. Okay. All right. And hides it from the world. I, yeah. Yeah. Be, yeah. Because because the scientists want to. They want to get to him. They want to get him. Yeah. Get him. Want to figure this out? What is yeah. this? Yeah. So. Kent Mansley. Aunt Mansley works for the government <laughs> and all that. It is. He, I mean, I like the giant, but, but he might be my favorite character. Yeah. He's hilarious. He's a good villain. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, works for the government and just like all, all movies wants to, wants that power. Yeah. Wants that control. Yeah. So did you, so let me ask you a question because it goes into this whole idea of the unknown and you know, one thing I, I liked about this movie and with a lot of movies is that actually Hogarth tried telling people what he found, but no one believed him. Right. Tells his mom. She's like, right. Hogarth. So do you think like, like how, if your kids came to you with some fantastical thing, 
are you quick to believe or are you like uh no um you know like there's a giant robot in our backyard dad like do you entertain that or do you just be like oh that's funny i don't know i might entertain it like there might yeah. be something that's not a giant robot but there's something out there yeah i don't know like i tend to like i never understood that in movies like i tend to believe like i would be the parent and be like really show me and then after they, you know, it's nothing there. I'm like, see, you're a moron. No, I'm yeah. joking. <laughs> yeah, but there's, there's history with Hogarth. Because it, isn't yeah. it implied that he's always telling these fanciful that's stories? True. And the mom's just like, I don't want to hear another one of them. Yeah. One of your crazy stories. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But if he's the kid that never told crazy stories and then came and told you, then you'd be like, well, what? Now, another question. If you're a townsperson. Yeah. And you hear about, there's a, there's a giant man in the forest. Are you pro-government getting that thing? Or are you just like, yeah, let the boy play with it? No, you got to have the government kind of come. Yeah, you got to have the yeah. government come, come take it out. Like, yeah. Don't give me the sob story. Just, just Yeah, just put it in a, yeah. in a, in a cage. <laughs> get it, in a, get in a, the robot out of my forest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I love just going back to, to Hogarth teaching, you know, um, teaching the giant life lessons. So another thing that reading that like or, ET like ET, All right? Um, uh, I guess I guess so. Did you know this is a did you know moment, Jim? Okay. And it's going to lead to my next thing. All right. But did you know that um, that this movie actually the story of Iron Giant has been was been trying to be made for a long time, and originally, did you know what it originally was? No. It was originally planned to be a musical with the music of Pete Townsend. Oh god. That was really? his first. Yes. So it's all based off of like a it's poet. Based off a book, right? Or something. Uh, a series of a poetry okay. by called The Iron Man. Okay. And uh and so it, it was like this weird it's been transferred and redone all these different things and that was one of the things that that Brad Bird was dealing with cuz this is also it deals with like the um, he was dealing with the loss of his sister because his sister was was murdered, and and so it all like you know it's like all these things come at the perfect time, you know, and then you know magic. That's basically what this movie is. So you got like all these people pushing the Iron Man story again, not Marvel Iron Man different thing, and you got Brad Bird, and I guess that when they were coming to deliver. Uh, to really figure this movie out, he asked a question about like, what is, oh man, I, want, I think I want to read it for myself. Oh, what is a gun who has a soul that doesn't want to be a gun? And that's the question he, he pitched to the, the execs. Like, wait, think about this movie. Wait, wait, say that again? Uh, when a gun has a soul okay. and doesn't want to be a gun, what's that movie about? And that's basically what. Okay, so this was that is. was that line in in the musical that they were? No, no, no. This is Brad Bird. That's in, this is that coming was, from his. This head. is when he's getting yeah. the musical. He's getting the poetry. He's getting another adaptation that someone tried to do with the story, and he's kind of putting it all together. He's using his own his own grief with his sister. Yeah. And and so now he's kind of going to make this movie. Like, how did he come up with that in his head? I mean, obviously. I don't know. Because that's like one of those things you like, Yeah. where did that come where from? Where did it come from? And how do you answer the question? Yeah. That's, and so cra the execs, that's crazy. And the execs were like, oh yeah, that, he said, that's what I want this movie to be about. And at that point he didn't, and so he probably had no idea if mm -hmm. it's going to be a musical, live action, animation. I think at this point the musical was dead. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. Yeah. But he's, but he's trying uh, to figure out how to bring this idea right. to the screen or yeah. as a story. Mm. Wow. So, and the execs said, yeah, let's go with it. And so. Well, the execs, who, Warner Brothers? Or? I think, yeah, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers, okay. Yeah. So did he have anything at that point? He must have had a rough. He must have had something. Something, but, right? But yeah. that was the story he wanted to tell. Yeah. And so, and it, it is perfect because that's exactly what that's he is. That's exactly he what it is. He is a gun. He's a weapon. Yeah. And so, like, going with that theme and and knowing that as far as, like, the, the biblical narrative goes, you know, we all have sin that corrupts. He also had the choice to not be a gun, right? He also had the choice to, to not be who he was, you know, in a sense, destined to be. 
Well, yeah, right. and that and that's sort of a sort of that life philosophy that you ask. You know, is is humanity basically bad or mm-hmm. is humanity basically good? Yeah. From from the biblical standpoint, and and from basically what's true is that you know humanity is born with a sin nature. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to teach a little kid to do bad things. Right. They just automatically do mm-hmm. bad things. I know? never taught my kids how to lie, but man, they lied right to my face. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, but there are people in in society, and a lot of them, and even more today, that if you ask, they would say, "Is is man basically, you know, bad, or are they basically good?" And a lot of them will say, "No, he's basically good." Mm-hmm. And it's like that, that throws a, that throws everything off. Yeah. So I don't know if, if Brad Bird was going for that in his thing, or he was I, just he probably wasn't. But but it but it kind of lends to that. It's the same. It's the whole idea that like the giant is capable of great harm. Yeah. Right. He can, he, he could have destroyed the world. I mean, I don't know. The whole movie takes place in a small main village or main town, but, uh, he oh, could man. destroy yeah, he the world. He could have gone crazy. Yeah. With and, all, yeah. and so the giant's capable of great harm. And same thing with sin in our life. Like us as humans, we are capable of great harm. Oh, yeah. You know, not just with war or violence or stuff, but even just like bullying or, yeah. you know, uh, manipulation and all that kind of stuff. And, and even if we don't, we're not cognizant of it. We can still do great harm, but just having that sin nature in us, um, and you have that choice to to be good or to be bad. It's almost as if the the bad is is easy, but choosing to be good is the choice is hard. Yeah, that is the choice, and a lot yeah. of times it is especially in in our world today. Yeah, um, and I love that because that's that's what the giant did yeah you know he chose to be good he chose to to not be the gun you know when hogarth is is talking about the schoolmates and how yes. they make fun of him or bullying him or the problems that he's having it's in the school and dean says you know who can you know who cares what those guys think you choose who you want to be yeah 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 so that's cool yeah yeah the robot chooses you yeah know. And so on the flip side, you got Mansley, right? Who yeah. who is, you know, just hell bent on catching this thing, on getting rid of it because he thinks it's Russian. Yeah. And and uh, but uh, he his whole. But he's not even thinking clearly about he's it. Too. Not. He knows that this thing is not is is not harmful because then he eventually lies. Yeah. He says he killed a boy. Yeah. And he convinces the army like, oh, this thing's bad. Yeah. Which that was like, you know. Because he's probably he's probably a good guy. He's you know yes he should be doing his job. Yes he should be investigating this giant robot. Yeah. Yes it could be Russian, but then he gets so wrapped up on it that he's blinded by it. And again that's just another thing of sin. Like what sin does, it yeah. blinds you, and it makes you do irrational things. And then yeah he straight up lies and says it killed somebody. And and then when it gets to the point at the end with with the with the bomb. You know, he calls it in because he's frantic. Yeah, I think it's that he wants to be right. He wants to be he right. He wants to so badly be right. Yeah. Convince everybody, because from the very beginning, he thinks this thing is going to, is this metal menace that's going to destroy humanity. Because yeah. that's his job is to, well, everybody's asleep in their jammies. Yeah. The government's wide awake and worried. Right. That whole scene in the diner is hilarious. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. It, yeah. And, yeah, he grabs the the microphone at the end because the army is now fighting the robot, mm-hmm. and uh, and he says fire. Once the army realizes that they were duped and the robot did not kill the boy, or the giant did not kill the boy, uh, they're about to drop the bomb. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. that's the only way to get rid of the robot. Yeah, and uh, he yeah he mansley just takes the phone says fire anyway. Yeah, and and then what does he do? He tries to run. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too is he has this little thing against it, between him and and Dean. You know, yeah. Dean's Dean's basically telling the the general like it's a defense mechanism. Don't shoot him. If you shoot him, it's going to start all over again. Mm-hmm. And Dean's right, but Dean's a beatnik. He's a He's nut a of the town. Mm-hmm. And they give each other a look and they kind of stare at each other like, you know, I'm right. He's I'm, not to be trusted. Yeah. Beatnik. And he's not gonna he's not gonna yeah. have have his superiors believe the beatnik over yeah. over his you know. Yeah. Authority as Kent <laughs> Mansley. Yeah, like who are you, beatnik, junkyard artist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But when that bomb is 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 coming, he tries to run, right? Oh yeah, he doesn't care about the the people. Yeah, and 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 the the robot stops him. Like, yeah. no, you're gonna suffer the same fate as yeah. everybody else because this is your doing. And that's yeah. again, that's what sin does. Like, you're gonna you're gonna do foolish things, and you're gonna face consequences. Mm-hmm. And and he tried to run, and again, that's the contrast between him and the giant, because Manly didn't care about the people. No, he wanted to take off. Yeah, and the giant eventually he sacrifices himself. Yeah. He saves saves people, which gets us to the biggest theme theme of all because like Superman and like other things, there's a big, uh, you know, like the idea of sacrificial love. Right. Yeah. And he does that. He flies right up there. And, and I, I, to me, I, it, it, I always kind of get a bit teary eyed because it is emotional. Oh, it totally is. Like when he's flying up there and it's like the whole idea of like who be who you want to be. And, and like, in you know, he, you know, at the end, like right before he gets blown up, he goes, Superman. Yeah. Like, I want to, I'm going to save these yeah. people. I'm going to do what's good. Okay. We're going to, this is, these are the moments of the movies where we both cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is this, yeah, this, is so, this, a, this so is okay though. movie for, for us to cry on, right? Yeah. It's so, it's just so good. Yeah. 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 But yeah. That's great. And that whole idea, like, just like, you know, with Jesus and the, the, the apostles, when he says, like, I'm go, you stay here. I go. Yeah. You know, same thing with Jesus said, like, you got to stay here. You can't follow where I'm going. Yeah. I mean, Iron Giant says, I'll, I'll, I'll fix this. Yes. I'll fix this. Yeah. And he goes, so, I'll fix. I think he just simply said, I'll fix. And yeah. then he takes off and like, Jesus got to be like, I'm going to fix this. Yeah. Yeah. So man, yeah, this, this movie on all cylinders just, just, uh, just does it. Yeah. Beginning to end. Beginning it's, to it's, end. it's just, it's so good. It's funny. Yeah, it makes you cry. It's, and I think the only knock, because I guess this was like a, a failure, like a commercial failure. Was it? Yeah. Like in, like in the theatrical but, yeah, but run. Got, yeah, but it's it got to be timing though. Timing yeah. and bad and bad uh, promotions or something because it's right. 99 was a tough, was a good year for movies though. Yeah. Because you got the Matrix that came out of nowhere. You got, you got Star Wars, which everyone was waiting for. Yeah. And so... But family, just, mo- family movies usually do pretty good, so I'm surprised. Yeah. But I think it's like you look at it and you think, okay, it's an anime, it's a cartoon. Yeah, it's a cartoon. It's a with, cartoon. It's a cartoon with a robot, and you think it's just for kids. And mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of movies are like that. And, you know, you, you until you dive into them and say, "Wow, that was really good." You don't, you just don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to even think, even the best of trailers that they could have put together or promotion still might not have like grab the attention of people yeah yeah but but a lot of movies like i said a lot of movies are like that you just there you don't know yeah yeah so i i my kid my kids love this movie my son really loves this movie yeah and it's been fun just watching watch it with him and even like last night as we we're watching it and the giant he's seen he has seen this movie multiple times he has he first fell in love with the the idea of the Iron Giant um, with uh, Ready Player One, because that's oh, that's yeah. that's yeah. his favorite movie. It's my son's favorite movie. Oh, okay, and, and so he so I told him like, oh yeah, eventually we're gonna watch this movie, um, for because we're gonna do the podcast on it, and uh, and so but he couldn't wait. So like two weeks ago, he started watching this thing, and he's been watching it and watching it. But I guess he never he never got to the end. Like, oh, really? I don't know, something happens or like, you know, short attention span of a kid or, or just like someone, Hey, you know, someone's at the door, let's go play or, you know, or whatever, but it's just been play on the background. So he, when it, when he, yeah, when he blew up, my son was like, Oh wait, he dies. And then, and then like he, I could see it on him. Like he's dealing, he's processing with yeah. this and man, I'm telling you movies, movies teach you a lot of things. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be a moment. And my daughter, who has seen this movie before with me, don't worry. He's in Antarctica yeah. and he comes back to life. Gee, and like, just like, man, I really wanted <laughs> this sister, moment with man. my son to process this. Yeah. And, and because that, that's what I love about movies. And that's what I love about like, this does a good job and on taking you on this journey and, and knowing about, and then, and having loss and learning what it is to be a good person. And, and, yeah, so I wanted that for my son, and 
It was completely ruined. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'll tell you another time because I know you haven't seen it yet, but basically my daughter ruined Indiana Jones for the new Indiana Jones for a lot of my family members. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. You mean the The new one? The Dial of Destiny? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, how did she ruin it? Did she go and did she watch yeah, it? Yeah, she, she saw it with us. Oh, yeah, okay. I took right. her and my, my son to see it. And, okay. And someone just asked her, what'd you think of it? And she immediately went, blah, 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 blah. I like the part with the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, ah. Like, why would you do that? Oh, so, my gosh. Whatever. So could they have, could they have ended this movie in the, you know, with, without seeing him in Antarctica and still being alive? They could have. They could have. But... It was perfect that they didn't end it there and did show that because it was just it just brought the mood like mm-hmm. right back up again and you felt happy leaving rather than than like this kind of sad. Yeah, I, I think because it's the hope, right? Yeah, and and it it we like to believe that that no sacrifice is ever in vain, and I think that's maybe that's what it was. Even though, like you know, I know it ends there's a statue and there the town's saved. And of course that's not in vain, but you know, well, and that kind of goes back to like, like eternal things. Like, you, yeah. you know, when, when people sacrifice their lives in, in wartime or just even sacrificing mm-hmm. your life for another human being, you think, well, you're still, you know, you're going on to a better life beyond this. It's not, the story's not over. Yeah. And so this kind of does the same thing. Right. Like, I mean, you could see him just as a machine, but this is machine had a soul. Yeah. And again, if you go back to the whole idea of like the, the, you know, tying him to Christ as a savior, you know, he's going to resurrect. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. In Antarctica. I hope I, I mean, obviously it leaves it open for a sequel. Yeah. I don't want, I do think if they were going to make a sequel, it would have been done already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's, let's keep it. Yeah. Keep it, keep it at this. Yeah. I would like to see a live action version, though. Yeah, as yeah, I just because I think it would just be that. Oh, they just something that much better. Yeah, yeah. All right, man, you ready to go to ready to go to battle? Yes, trivia battle. Trivia battle. I got some good ones. Ooh, I got good ones. Where are you at? Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? You go first. All right, here we go. Right. Jim. Do you want an easy one or a hard one first? Let's just let's start with an easy one. All right, all right, okay, okay, okay. What year did this movie take place? Nineteen fifty-seven. Ah, right. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You did it. Good job. That's my easiest one. And I'm assuming that was the year Sputnik made its yeah. journey across first. Yeah, because they show that in the very beginning. Nineteen fifty-seven. Right? Yeah. The as a you know pans. Yeah. Yeah. Sputnik's cool. Mm. That's like a such a. You know, the F-86s towards the end. We didn't talk about oh, We didn't talk no. about the planes, but that's like one of my favorite war planes. Yeah. The F-86. Those things are so cool looking. Saber jet. Big boxy bottom. Yeah. All right, what's your question? All right. It's kind of a weird one mm. off the wall, but, but uh, what time of the year did the movie take place? What month? Um... Can't just say season. No, you can't say season, and that's why this is. So I got a one in twelve chance of getting this right. Well, I mean, there are clues in the movie as to around what time of the season is. So yeah. it's not really one in twelve; it's more like one in four. All right, right. If, if you're talking seasons, right. All right, I'm gonna say it is um, August. August? Why would you go August? It snows in the movie. Not. Oh, it does. Okay. Okay. It does. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to maybe, maybe you can get a half a point. Now that you know it snows in the movie, what month do you think it is? October. Really? Okay. So that's what threw me. That's what threw me is because, yeah, it's October. Okay. Okay. Because I know it's not winter. If it's Maine in winter, it'd be like, it, there would be snow on the ground. Well, that's what threw me because in the diner, there's a calendar and it says okay. October. And I'm like, October? It doesn't snow in October. All right. So I get but half a point? You get a half a All point. All right. All right. I'll take it. But I had to look it up. It's like, 
you know, when you think October, I think Halloween. Yeah. It's not winter. It's not wintry snowy during Halloween time. No. no. November, maybe start late November is when mm. it starts. But I looked it up in Maine. In Maine. Yeah. Snowfall starts late October. Wow. I learned something. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, yeah. Speaking of the diner. Yeah. Uh, can you name the diner that Annie works at? Oh, man. Can I name the pharmacy instead? <laughs> Eddie's Pharmacy? <laughs> I mean... Because I, rem- I don't remember what the diner was. It was... What's the name of the pharmacy? Eddie's. Eddie's, that's what I thought. Did he own the diner too? No. Oh. All right. Uh, it's the Atomic Cafe. I don't know. All right. Uh, for half a point, I'll give you a second guess. All right, half a point. Since you uh, were so kind to give me a second chance. Rockwell Cafe. No. Oh. It's a Chat and Chew Diner. Uh, I wouldn't know yeah. that. Chat and Chew. Does, Chat and Chew. Did it say that like on the sign like above like in big letters or is it just like a somewhere small on it? Yeah. Because I do remember it said diner, the mm-hmm. big diner. Yeah. Chat and Chew. Chat and Chew. It's kind of a weird name. All right. My You're up. All yeah. right. Kent Mansley works for the government mm. and all that it implies. He has pet names for Hogarth, such as Slugger, Chief, Buckaroo. Okay. Here are a few other names. You tell me which one isn't one of his pet names. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Scout, Champ, Tiger, Cowboy. Tiger. How can you how can you know that? Because I remember. Okay, for a half a point, can you name? There's two other ones I did not mention. Um, you said champ. Yep. Um. No. <laughs> sport. You did say sport. I got sport. Yeah. yeah. Uh, buddy and ranger. Oh. I don't remember Ranger. So if you would put Ranger on that list, I might have said Ranger. Oh. Yeah. Tiger, you really got Tiger. Hey, he's champ. He's bored. Hey, Tiger. Hey. Where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> I'm going out. All right. All so right. wait, what are we what are we at? So you I got I've got uh I've got a I keep point. doing hard trivia. and I, still uh, I got a point and a half. Yeah. You've got one. one point. So I'm up a half a point. There All you right. go. Shouldn't have given you the half Probably point. shouldn't have. All right. Yeah. Oh, man. Do you want a kind of a hard one that could be easy? Give me the hard one that could be easy. Okay. This is this is an unfair one. Right. Uh, what is the football team's pennant hanging in Hogarth's room? Okay. Hang on. Let me think. I, first off, I don't know, so I'm gonna try to take a, just a wild guess. Okay, take a wild guess. Okay, it's a football team pennant. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wildcats. Okay. For half a point, I'm gonna give you a a, a a hint. A hint. Okay. All right, staring you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> what? Staring me in the face. It's staring you in the face. be anything okay but it's not it's one football team and it's staring you in the face (laughs) you've lost me i have no idea okay what's my hat say oh detroit lions there you go it's staring me in the face staring you in the face i didn't get that i thought this gun thing was something you were doing like the gun the pistols (laughs) the bank robbers (laughs) no yeah all right what's your final one so it was was it the Lions or was Detroit it Detroit Lions? Yeah. It was the Detroit Lions yeah. as a pennant on a That's an unfair question. I'm gonna ask the other question because that's a really hard one and I think I only saw it because it is my favorite football team. And you would have noticed and it. And I would notice it. So I'm like Ooh. that just seems like an odd choice for a pennant on a wall in a kid's room in Rockwell, Maine. Maybe. But maybe the the artists like the team. It was the artist so, or Radbird or something, right? It just And actually in the fifties, the Lions were actually really good. So it might, it, it probably makes sense. Okay. Anyways, 
All right, here's the final, the real question. Does Maine have a football team? No, they do not. Because they're too small. Closest right? would be the Patriots, but oh, anyways. Okay. So no, the Patriots would have made more sense in this movie. Probably, but they might not have been around yet in the 50s. Oh. All right, all right. Uh, all right. What is Hogarth's favorite superhero comic? It's not Superman. No. I know it's not Superman. It's like... Man, and that kind of leads me to my trivia question, which I should have been paying more attention when I was doing my list. Uh, I don't know. The Red Menace. The Red Menace. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Atamo. Yeah. Ata- what's what's Atamo? That's a different one. Yeah. There was Atamo, Superman. What was the very in, in the barn when he's showing in the magazines? What was the very first magazine that he showed him? That's your question to That's me. That's right my now? question. What was the first magazine he laid down? These are the magazines we've got. I've got, and then he, you know, showed me other magazines. It was. Um, Doesn't tell you what the magazine is, or can't tell you what type of magazine it was. Well, it's a it's a comic, but what what which one was it? It was uh, the first one. The first one he lays down. I've got all these magazines. I've got... I don't know. Mad Magazine. Mad Magazine. Yeah. Which, well, was that around back then? I guess so. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Huh. 50s? Didn't seem like it was that old. I always thought it was kind of like a 70s thing. But I guess it was older than that, right? Yeah. For a while, did you ever get Mad Magazine? Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! I got, I think it was my aunt gave me a subscription, mm-hmm. and somehow they screwed up. And I every every month I got two. Oh, wow, that is a screw up! And I kept one in the sleeve, and then I read the other one. One in the sleeve, I just put away. Do you still have those? I sold them on eBay years ago. Okay, okay yeah, and those... I probably should have saved them longer because I probably could have got a lot more money. Yeah, because those go for big bucks. Yeah. Should, yeah. I should have just hung on to one. But yeah, I just sold the whole box full. Well, I'm glad you sold them and didn't like, ah, threw them away. Yeah, no, I did sell them. Yeah. Yeah. All but right. yeah, all in the sleeve. I just didn't know. Just left them in the sleeve, put them in a box. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. Jim, what are your final thoughts and where do you rank on this film? Uh, final thoughts. Amazing film. Mm-hmm. Uh, great story. Love everything about it. Mm-hmm. All the characters. Just awesome. Mm-hmm. You got to see it. You got to see it. For everybody listening, anybody watching, if you haven't seen the movie, you definitely need to see the movie and you don't need to watch it with a kid. Just watch it. No, you don't. Yeah, that's a good That's right? a good point. Right. You don't need to watch it with a kid. Just watch it. Be an adult. Put this on. Find it on whatever streaming platform. No, better buy yet. It. No, better yet. Just buy it. You do need to buy it. This you needs to be it, in yeah. every I mean, what? I mean, what's a DVD cost? Yeah. I mean, it's a, not, a cheap it's, one. Yeah. I mean, you can even get a cheap one if you're not going to yeah. watch it a lot. Right? Just buy it. Watch it, put it in your library. Mm-hmm. Yep. What are your final thoughts? Those are mine too. It's a movie that everyone must own. Mm-hmm. You must have it, physical copy, um, and uh, it's a it's. Well, I'll tell you where I ranked it. Uh, so for me, I gave it a, a nine point three. Mm. So it's an amazing movie. Um, uh. Why not higher? Yeah, my question is why, why is it not, not higher? No, um, maybe because maybe it's not a yearly watch for me. It should be. Yeah, it's, a, year, it's, it's a yearly watch for me. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, so nine point, maybe nine four. I don't know. Okay. My, I'm coming in on a 9.7. Okay. And this is a clo- it's a close 10 and I think th- I think that where it kind of lacks and not that it really lacks but they don't get the high. I think the the soundtrack is really good. I think mm-hmm. the score is really good, but it's not a lot of the great movies, the ones that are just oh, you just absolutely love. They have that you can you can hum the theme song in your head. You can yeah. it's got something that grabs you um you know, music-wise and it, you, it and I think that's the only thing that's I don't want to say it's missing because it's not really missing, but it's if it's not there, 
and it, it doesn't kind of, doesn't kind of rate as high as a movie that's got like like Back to the Future. Or it's not got like Indiana the Jones. Yeah, I mean Indiana Jones, you know, Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark. It's you know Jaws. They all have that. You can you can hum mm-hmm. part of the the soundtrack, and it's just like. Yeah, that's interesting because it it does look like a movie that deserves that. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps it up. Thank you, Jim, once again. And uh, please, please, if you like this and want to see more of this, subscribe on YouTube. Give us a good review. You know, give us a like. Apparently, we need those for the algorithms. So that'd be great. But uh, all right. Until next time. Until next time. Our next movie. You gotta see. You gotta see.